everybody, this is Dan Grubb from Fantastic Books Gaming and I am extremely pleased to be joined here with Tom, the owner of The Boardroom, which is an epically, perfectly named board game cafe in the middle of Hull. It's smack bang in the centre of the, the wonderful student district uh, on Newland Avenue. If you get yourself to Hull, if you get yourself in East Yorkshire, get yourself to The Boardroom Cafe and come play some games. Tom, lovely to meet you, my friend. Nice to meet you. All right, so uh, you've recently had my 13-year-old son, Harry, and my dear assistant, Steve, my glamorous assistant, come along and play the Gorgon's Lock with you. Um, your board game cafe is so busy all the time that, it, that although we've taken a video and you've maybe seen a time-lapse on YouTube and stuff, it was really hard to kind of get any, uh, any, any usable audio for this podcast, so I thought I'd come and hijack you again for this. Uh, so you played the Gorgon's Lock. Uh, you understand that it's not... It's not trying to be a super complex sit down for five yeah. or six hours board game. You understand where it's trying to pitch for in the market. Yeah. How do you think we've done, man? It's our first game. Uh, very well, very well. It's Thank you. Um, nicely produced, and it fits that fits that niche very well. Of, mm -hmm. Yeah. Very um, beginner friendly, easy to get into dungeon crawl. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a gap in the market, I think, because a lot of dungeon crawlers are quite rules heavy. Yeah. Um, whereas yours is quite rules light, mm -hmm. which Gloomhaven looks kick-ass. While we're mentioning kick-ass dungeon yeah. crawlers, it looks amazing. I've seen. Uh, I, I haven't been lucky enough to play it yet, but I've seen some tables that are like like three meters square. With like, like ten people yeah. around it, just this vast, great map, and it just—it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, with a, we played with a major, with a major in the British Army, uh, Alex Janaway, and he, um, and he compared us to a stripped back Gloomhaven, which I thought was a little bit optimistic, to be fair. But, <laughs> but I mean, it is, you know, it it's is definitely amazing. stripped back yeah. from Gloomhaven, mm -hmm. but it's not. Yeah, it's not necessarily. A stretch. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I just, I just, we just want to be that stepping stone, you know, Tom. Yeah. I just want yeah. to be that stepping stone because just looking at your your uh, your cafe now and just looking at you've got you've got games down all one wall. You must have what three or four massive great bookcases and they're yeah. all just rammed to the rafters with with great games. All, all the stuff that we've heard of, uh, Catan, this sort of thing, but also um, just just dozens and dozens of stuff that I didn't even know was on the market there's stuff to do with franchises I didn't even know had been turned into board games there are three or four different Lord of the Rings games I didn't even realise <laughs> there was this kind of vast thing I mean obviously from a merchandising and franchise perspective of course the big boys are going to be chucking money at the Lord yeah, of the Rings and this any, if you can get a if you can get a franchise you know you can yeah. get a licence like that you're going to produce everything you can absolutely yeah, yeah. well my, my daughter's two and a half so the Peppa Pig franchise currently valued at I think two billion dollars worldwide yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah so franchising well, I, I don't think we're quite there for franchising <laughs> but uh, no I mean the whole point of the Gorgon's Lock releasing it as a as a fantasy dungeon crawler is that's how I was introduced to the simple board gaming thing with Hero Quest yeah back in the day you know and that's that's a really nice really simple um, a board board game. It, I, I remember playing it for hours and hours as a child, and also coming back to it over a few beers with my mates. You I know? remember not playing uh, Hero Quest. Okay. I remember my older brother having Hero Quest. Oh, and, that's interesting. And I remember it set up on the table, and I remember like just being really intrigued by it. Do you I, remember not being allowed near? I was, yeah, <laughs> I distinctly remember not being allowed to play it. Okay, so uh, a friend of mine in in Aldborough, um we used to go around again as kids and his dad had like a granny flat and of course as kids it was like oh awesome this is like outside camping space it's brilliant so we'd be playing around with our Star Wars figures and stuff and flying around the place 
but upstairs was a room that we were very rarely let into and had to be on our best behaviour, no drinks, no snacks, all this. And that was his dad's uh, Warhammer 40k miniatures thing. Wow. And he had this yeah. kind of, I think it was six by three metres, although I was a kid, so to be fair, it was probably two by one, right? <laughs> but this, this vast, great sort of homemade thing. I remember all the rolls of chicken wire in the corner and lots of, you know, green dust making the hills. Incredible, absolutely incredible big space. But it was just, it, was, it wasn't accessible. It, it didn't even feel impenetrable because it, you wouldn't even think of, of asking what this thing was. Um, and the only thing that, that his dad would ever talk to us about was painting the figures, you know, look at the structure of this figure, look how cool this figure is. But any idea of kind of getting into rules or playing or getting involved in any kind of tournaments, no chance. And we weren't that young, 11, 12 maybe, you know, but it was still just that. It seems impenetrable. Yeah, it really yeah. did, it really did. So what's been your experience? Obviously, we're recording this on, uh, on Wednesday evening because uh, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be putting out the podcast. So this is now Thursday. Welcome to the future. Right. Yeah, awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's all shiny. Look at the lights. Look at the hoverboards and stuff. Whoa. Pretty cool, man. Whoa. Pretty cool. Look at yeah. The, look at the <laughs> <laughs> I can tell we're going to be friends. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so we're obviously recording this in the future, but uh, and everything is is mainly focused on the Gorgon's Lock uh, Kickstarter and and uh, and the fact that we've got these thirty days to collect uh, just short of thirty five thousand quid. So it's a big old Kickstarter we've got coming. So uh, a lot of the focus has been on that. But I just wanted to chat to you as well because I mean this clearly is a very important part of your life. Um, yeah. I mean you've you've been running this place for did you say four years? Uh, yeah, um, we've four, been four and just over four years okay, now. Cool. Um, and obviously. You know, I set up the company like five years ago. Right, took cool. that long to. Mhm. To actually get in the premises and find premises, get okay, the cool. place going, that kind of thing. Oh, so, fantastic! So, what did you do in the first year? Was that was that kind of all business admin and waiting for fund financing, just trying to get yeah. stuff together to turn it? Okay, cool. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a and wonderful then, space, man. It's a wonderful space. Changing the space entirely to. From oh right, okay. Was to fit board game cafe. Oh, right? I see. What was it beforehand? Uh, it was a deli. Aha! Uh-huh. So it's all stripping kitchens and yeah, useless glass cabinets and things, right? Just yeah, just loads of walls. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Lots of stud walls yeah. and not load bearing ones. I hope yes. for you, but yeah, no, I just knocked everything out. Cross your fingers and yeah. swung a hammer. Right? <laughs> Well, it's an amazing space, man. It's, uh, for those of you that, that won't be making it to Hull, um, uh, you know, in, in the in the near future, but will of course in the in the in the in the far future, to come and see Tom in the boardroom. Um, it's a vast, great, big, long kind of gunmetal grey um, uh, a space. It's it's got really high ceilings. It's got a wonderful kind of industrial charm about it. But it's also super clean and crisp. And um, the bar is of this this beautiful sort of light wood, and it's it's just gorgeous. It's just I, I, there's no way at all I can do it justice. How am I supposed to describe a wall that's, what, 50 or 60 feet long, that's just rammed full of every single board game you can imagine? Um, who's in charge of your uh, procurement? I'm not necessarily asking specifically about the Gorgon's Lock, because, you know, we, we want to sell thousands and thousands of copies, and hell, you know what, if we do really well on the Kickstarter, you're going to get one anyway. Um, but who's, who's in charge of actually choosing which game to go on, or do you go for some kind of board game geek list, or...? Um, or is it more eclectic than that? It's yeah, just you? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's <laughs> me, awesome. or, you know, staff... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sit down and have a chance. And, yeah. okay. Through me. Right, brilliant. Um, and a lot of the time, I just go on gut feeling. Or, oh, interesting, or, okay. You know, something that, we're mi- that I feel that we're missing, that, mm-hmm. sick, that pops up, or. Oh, yeah, okay. Just a lot of. Like, I'm. Yeah, board games, 
yeah. are still my hobby, yeah. and, as they were before. And, I, I have a lot less time for my hobby. <laughs> but, I, I um, guess that's the kind of double-edged sword of running yeah. something like this. As it gets more popular, you get less time to... Yeah. Will you, will you ever find yourself in a position, do you think, where you can be the old boy in the corner of your own business, just playing games and letting staff entirely run it? Like, would you delegate everything if you could do that financially? I would, yeah. Um, and sort of get back to the old school of it yeah. being your hobby, but I mean, it paying for itself. I, you know, I have days where I have staff in and I come and sit in the corner. Oh, that's awesome, man. People. That's really good to hear. So it's, it's like a proper special space to you as opposed to just a work yeah. environment. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there must be a lot of you in here. I mean, just thinking about. Just, just looking at the looking at the games and just thinking of the, of the games and thinking that if you haven't handpicked every one of those, you've sent, you've okayed it. Yeah. You know, so every single one of those games, it must have, it must have touched some part of you at some point. You know, without wishing to get too emotional about it, but you know that that is a huge, great wall of your decisions <laughs> yeah. that you're prepared to kind of lay yourself bare in front of the public. And I think that's lovely. I'm, I'm feeling a, I'm feeling a, um, a, a smidgen of that at the moment with this game because. I've never released a game before. This is our brand spanking yeah. new gaming division. Uh, the publishing house is, is it's all about ebooks and audiobooks and, and you know hardback and print books. We've released a few special editions, this sort of thing. But essentially, um, the only reason we got into board gaming is, is we spot we, we well we think we've spotted this niche, and um, and we've been running Fantasticon, which is a sci-fi, fantasy, and gaming yeah. convention, both on and offline. So we have everything. Yeah. We have the top end VR stuff, all the way down to um, the sort of ancient and, and, and medieval games that people have kind of, you know, yeah. worked out the rules for and all the old Egyptian stuff and everything, really cool stuff. And it's, it's lovely to see our audience kind of just swirl between all the various different areas. You don't get a kind of board gaming clique that just sit around the boards or the VR guys that just sit around the VR. And it's lovely. We've got this kind of, absolutely, they just want to play. They just want to play, exactly. Yeah. And there are, there are myriad ways of playing. And, yeah. You know, if you give people an opportunity to play, mm-hmm. uh, they, they probably will. Yeah, absolutely. Which absolutely. is ultimately what I try and do here, mm-hmm. is give people an opportunity to play. Yeah. You know, we get people coming in looking bewildered at our <laughs> wall of games, <laughs> at which point I'll step in. Do you want some help? Yeah, absolutely. Can that's I, brilliant. Can that's I brilliant. suggest something? Yeah, that's really cool, man. And of course, the longer you've been here, the more depth, the more your depth of knowledge of these games, yes. and the game systems, yeah. and everything grows. That's really cool. That's and really also, cool. just um, ability to pair games with people. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay, so there's a real kind of people reading aspect. To yeah, it, huh? and I definitely feel that over the four years we've been open. I've got a lot better at that. Uh, interesting, okay. I think I did a pretty good job of it at the beginning, but yeah. I think I do a much better job of it. Ah, oh, that's yeah. quite the Jedi skill, man. Okay, yeah. well, the, <laughs> the people are going to want to know, so I've got to ask, what would you pair? What game would you pair with me? Uh, well, I'd ask you, first of all, I'd ask if you had any preferences. So were you looking for something like strategy-based, uh, something adventure like, um, oh, I think adventuring. I, I, I quite like adventuring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then I'd walk across to my wall of adventure games. Oh, you've got a wall like, of adventure. That's, that's so organised. You have them organised. <laughs> uh, and I'd look down them and. So nothing as boring as alphabetical then. You've no, literally got them set up as. Oh. Yeah, they're kind of loosely like organised by. Style and genre. So you can kind of put stuff on cerebral or yes, adventurous so or like, problem oh, solving. Let's go look at thing. this one. Oh, do you brilliant. want a, Do you want a zombie themed game? Mm-hmm. Do you want a dungeon crawl? Okay. Do you want you know? Do you want 
some certain few. Okay, uh, I, I have you know obviously I would be dragging myself back towards the dungeon crawl just to keep promoting yeah. the Gorgon's Lock, but that's 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 not fair because as soon as you mention zombies, um, there's a game called Zombie Side. Yes, that is, yeah. I have. I, I, I've still, to this day, I am yet to play. It has featured in my annual convention for six years, Tom. Yeah. And every time I've, I've set up things where I have text messages, <laughs> come, you're zombie side, 15 minutes, Dan, make free, all the rest of it. But as the organiser and usually the MC, yes. to the large part, no chance. No. It's, it's kind of, you know, I've suffered the same thing as you have <laughs> playing games while you're running a ba- game cafe, right? Uh, so, yeah, zombie side, I'd, quite, I'd really like to play. Um, but if it, if it wasn't zombie side you were leaning towards, where would you, is there another zombie based? adventure game that you'd suggest? Yeah, so going more towards like Gorgon's Lock style uh, beginner gateway game cool. and right. look at zombies. Okay, cool. Um, All right. Really nice, tile based, really quick, mm-hmm. uh, fits beginners really well. Excellent. Um, and then um, slightly off, off track, mm-hmm. you know, it's a bit more bit more in, in depth, a bit more engaging, mm-hmm. um, and not really, you know, guys on a map, and yeah. not dungeon crawling, but zombie themed, I always recommend, um, The Dead of Winter. Oh, the Dead of Winter, that rings yeah. a bell actually. Uh, and it's brilliant, it's like semi-co-op, so you might all be working together, mm-hmm. but you've all got secret roles, so one of you might ah. be a betrayer. Um, okay. And you're going out and looking for resources or you know to fulfill objectives. Um, okay. And, and it's not board game. It's not board based. You're not kind of moving around, moving characters on the board, or, or no, I'm a bit or, okay. You can't. You you have characters and you have mm-hmm. spots that you move them to, but it's not like you know, you're not going square by square. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Right. It's just I'm going to take this guy from to this area or from the home base and yeah. put him in the school. Got you. Okay. Yeah, and you drop him on spots in the school um, and then zombies turn up and you have to fight there. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it's really Sounds interesting, man. That's okay. So the dead of winter. Yeah. The dead and, of winter yeah, and zombies. Because that always goes down really well. Okay, yeah. cool. Alright, noted. Thank you. Uh, so next question, while I've got you pinned to this. Yeah. Um, Fantastic on is always on a Saturday and Sunday. Okay. This year it's Saturday the 15th and Sunday the 16th of August. Can I get you to Cleethorpe's Leisure Centre to come to the UK's only gaming festival with a water slide? Probably. Yeah. Excellent. Good stuff. Um, right, that's cool. Well, I may get you I to. I don't uh, think I've got anything planned. All right, cool. I'll put it in my calendar. Brilliant. Well, clear that diary, man, and yeah. uh, and come and run a come and run a gaming session for you, yeah, and we'll give you your tickets for nothing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. That's brilliant. So uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to drag you back to the Gorgon's Lock. Um, yeah. I would. Uh, we're we're getting quite excited to the point of being clinically anxious at this stage yeah. as you can imagine uh, yeah. and the Kickstarter goes live at 8 o'clock on the 1st of March which is this coming Sunday so we're only just a, well by the time this podcast yeah. goes out we're going to be three days away from going live which is okay. crazy uh, because I remember thinking about this about with about nine months to go and thinking do we want to kickstart this and having that initial conversation so suddenly nine months has been you know I was thinking oh it's miles away we've got loads of time and now it's compressed to three days by the time this goes out so yeah exciting times um during the kickstarter mainly because um of the feeling i got kind of accidentally when i cracked open this box i mean i've, I've been getting books back and the books is more more to do with the authors that, I've been, that we've been working yeah. with and for to create their dream so suddenly this box arrives and i crack it open and i open the rule book and i see my name in there and 
uh, yeah, it was quite emotional, man. It was yeah. like, you know, I, I didn't expect that. It kind of caught me, caught me unawares. So during the Kickstarter, uh, as well as offering standard box sets and uh, first editions and various things, um, we're also offering uh, the opportunity to immortalise a pet <laughs> or yeah. immortalise a person yeah. in future expansion packs. And indeed, uh, one of the largest pledges, which I think is about 1,500 quid, is, is work with us and the design team and the artists uh, to create an entire expansion pack. So wow. that's going to be character, added, added cards to the search pile, added enemies, um, uh, obviously new board pieces, nice. uh, and a, a collection of scenarios to go with it as well, possibly even a full campaign. Wow. The Gorgon's Lock. It, it comes with six at the moment. It comes yeah. with six scenarios. One campaign, six scenarios, um, and we think it runs to between an hour and an hour and a half, basically. The vast majority. I think yours yeah. did. Region of that, maybe, maybe not quite an hour and a half. No, I think we um, we got quite lucky and rushed it a bit. Mm. But yeah, oh, that's cool. It was, uh, it was yeah, I'd say it's about that. Excellent, excellent. That's cool. So I mean. I know there aren't many games that are like very similar to ours, although there are similar kind of you know uh, 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 introductory level games. As far as sitting down, setting the board out, getting going, and then packing it all away at the end of the game, what would you say is a comfortable length of of game? For be so kind of introductory beginners to get get a group of four or five people together to sit down and introduce them to a game with the express intention of. Um, of, of lighting up their, their, their desire to play more games, potentially more complex and, and longer scenarios? I think, ideally, mm. you want... I think setup is your main, your main thing. Yeah. Okay. If your setup is small mm-hmm. and quick and your rules are light enough yeah. to get you going, um, people are more inclined to carry on playing that game once they've started. Mm-hmm, I see. But they're very likely to put a game away before they start if it takes too long to get to the start. Ah, interesting. Point. So you've actually witnessed people yeah. sort of halfway oh, through setting up and then breaking it down because yes. they just can't be bothered. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, or one person on the table goes, oh, this is too hard. Right. Yeah. And they then have to break down and sort of go to the lowest common denominator. Yes. Right, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. We played the Gorgon's Lock with you know six-year-olds as well as um, you know as, as well as a seventy-seven-year-old, right? So it's uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm crucially aware that I'm taking up lots of your valuable time, Tom, and you <laughs> do indeed have a board gaming cafe to run, and you are on staff today. So we've got oh, some yeah. very thirsty-looking people on the bar. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you go at that. But thanks All very right. much for that. I very much appreciate it. Bye, and uh, yeah, take care, Tom. I'll see you later. And he's disappeared into the night. How wonderful. So that was Tom from the Boardroom Gaming Cafe on Newland Avenue. I believe it's 135 Newland Avenue for those Hullians, Beverlyans, Yorkians and all the other places within a stone's throw of here. Um, If you're going to Aircon in March, uh, come and see us. We're going to be there on the 13th, 14th and 15th, which is in a couple of weeks. Very excited to show you guys the Gorgon's Lock there. And of course, if you're going to Aircon, Hull is only an hour's drive um, south-east from Harrogate. So uh, come to the board room, come and meet Tom and come and play some of his games and drink one of some of his delightful coffee. So at that, I shall leave you to it. Um, finally, I must say, because it's all about the Gorgon's Lock kickstart at the moment, of course, apologies for the over-promotion, um, I would like you all, please, to, uh, to go and register your interest in the, um, in the upcoming Kickstarter by visiting bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash 
and then it's all one word, all lowercase, join the Gorgon's Loch. And Loch is spelt as in the Scottish body of water, L-O-C-H. So bit.ly forward slash join the Gorgon's Loch. And, uh, and, and, yeah, and they just go ahead and hit the green notify button and then you get an email from Kickstarter to give you a nudge when we're live. Um, it is now the future, because we're Thursday. Um, uh, uh, I'm putting this out at Thursday at 8 o'clock. And, yeah, so three days to go till the Kickstarter. Exciting. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fantastic Books Gaming Podcast. Go and follow us on Twitter, if you would be so kind. That's at FanBooksGaming. All one word, at FanBooksGaming. And we're also on Facebook, Fantastic Books Gaming. And, of course, you can go to the fantasticbooksstore.com forward slash gaming or indeed go to fantasticbookstore.com and just go ahead and hit the gaming tab thank you very much and thanks again to tom from the wonderful boardroom cafe in hull thanks very much guys see you later bye